Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this edition of the podcast, Dr. Carol Osborne from the Chagrin Falls Veterinary Center and Pet Clinic in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, will be our featured guest. Dr. Osborne will address a number of issues, including heart health for dogs and cats. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. And now it's time to hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Carol Osborne. Dr. Carol, you've been with us on the program for a long time. We really appreciate having you join us. Well, I love joining you. Well, we are now joined. (laughs) (laughs) Valentine's Day, and I did a little research on the substance that you're going to talk about here this morning in terms of the candy. But I guess there are some other things to consider in candy, and it's not just the candy and the chocolate and other things. It is the packaging, because they don't care. The dogs and cats, they don't care. They're going to open it, and they're going to eat it regardless of what it is, right? Absolutely. And all that, all those little cellophane wrappers, they taste good because that's what they've been wrapped in. So you definitely don't want your pet swallowing any of those. When it comes to candy, you got to watch out for candy with xylitol. Yes. Um, that's that no sugar additive for people, but for pets, it's very toxic. They put xylitol in everything, not just candy. So that's a great thing to watch out for. And if you're getting a bouquet or getting someone flowers, remember that lilies are lovely. But when it comes to cats, lilies can be deadly. So they even have a website, noliliesforkitties.com, just to keep people remembering about how toxic lilies can be if the kitty just takes a couple little nibbles. It can cause permanent kidney damage. I wanted to kind of circle back to the xylitol thing. I didn't realize this. It is in everything, sugar-free gum, candy, breath mints, baked goods, peanut butter, pudding snacks, cough syrup, gummy vitamins, supplements, over-the-counter medications, mouthwash, toothpaste. That list goes on and on and on and on and on. But it is like this dog's going to die if we don't get him to the vet kind of a thing, right? Yeah, it's a big deal. I had a situation in my veterinary clinic here in Cleveland. The woman had some digestive enzymes, and she apparently didn't realize that they had xylitol in them. But nevertheless, the dog got them up and then it was a whole situation just getting that puppy back on his feet again so you really want to watch out for that rather than look to see if something has xylitol in it just don't give them anything that might have xylitol just give them dog food cat food or real food but nothing out of a package and you'll be pretty much fine right in most cases you ought to be just fine when it comes to eating things that are not good Primarily, we're talking about dogs. When it comes to things like plants, we're primarily talking about kitties. But yeah, be smart on any holiday, including Valentine's Day. If you can get your pet to stick to their normal diet, take them out early in the morning, get them plenty of exercise. Exercise tires them out, so they usually come home and they're happy to plop down on the carpet and have a little nap. And they've got stuff about chocolate everywhere on the Internet. They say that the very dark, less sweetened chocolate is the most toxic. I've been a veterinarian for a long time, and I've had pets get into all kinds of chocolate and know it's not good. But in my experience as a veterinarian, I've never run into a life-threatening incident with chocolate. So if you see your pet take a little nibble, you don't have to get overly excited. Call your vet and follow through. But in my experience, they're usually just fine. 
We talked about the packaging, the plastics and the cellophane, the tin foil. I just saw a story about a whale that is dead and they opened it up and Carol, it yeah. had fishing nets in it. It yeah. had buoys. It had plastic bottles. And my daughter's little dachshund was laying out in the backyard a couple of years ago. And man, what is wrong with her? We got her to the vet and she had swallowed a little plastic like a Mardi Gras bead. So the point being is that it can happen and it doesn't take enough to kill a whale. It just takes a little thing that can just cause a bowel blockage and poof, you've got some real problems. Yes. A couple of other new little tidbits that have popped up. A lot of these flavored massage oils, the one in this article I was just reading mentioned lavender. They flavor them, so obviously they smell good. That attracts a lot of different dogs. All these essential oils are pretty popular. Some of them they use to massage with and etc. So that's a big no-no. If you got a bunch of candles, remember that the hot wax can be another hazard because some of the dogs like to eat hot wax. So be careful with your oils and your waxes and your candles. First in your xylitol. Christmas has come and gone. We've talked before Christmas about the trees and the lights and chewing through the cords. We have a neighbor whose cat did that. He lived. This is not a joke. He was never the same. He was like out of it for the rest of his life. He lived several years more, but that poor cat was shocked. But why do you think that cords are so popular, especially with cats? Yeah, cats like things with erratic, jerky kinds of movements. That's why around the holidays, the tinsel is a favorite. Anything that's linear and might have a jerky kind of a movement kind of mimics maybe a mouse in the kitty's eyes. <laughs> but those things are any kind of a string, tinsel, angel hair, all of that stuff, which I would have to put cords in the same type of a category. But those seem to be very intriguing to kitties. They're always yeah, looking they're for good. something to get into trouble with. Well, they're naturally curious, so sometimes their curiosity gets the best of them. And remember that everybody loves to have the cute little puppy or the furry little kitty, but don't give a pet as a Valentine's Day gift. Returning a pet that somebody received that they hadn't planned on certainly is anything but romantic. If you're thinking of getting someone a great Valentine's Day gift. Instead of the real McCoy, you can get them a book, a leash, a collar, a food bowl, things like that. But before you get somebody a pet, you got to do lots of homework. And when you do bring the pet home, make sure it's on a very basic day where the only thing on the board that day is bringing home that pet. Understood. Understood. And before we go into a break, if you do give a gift to a pet owner, give them an orchid instead, because those are not bad for pets. My wife said that if she ever gave an orchid to someone as a gift, she'd enclose a card, Carol, that says, here, you kill this. <laughs> we'll be right back with Dr. Carol Osborne. Dr. Carol Osborne is with us. It's Highway to Health. Pet Pals is what we call our lifestyle side of Highway to Health when we talk to Dr. Carol. We saved a little time because I know you want to talk about heart health tips for dogs and cats. Signs of heart disease, diet, supplements, exercise, they all play into it just like they do for us. 
They certainly do. So if you've got a pup at home and he's been coughing for a few days, especially at night or when he first wakes up, give your vet a call. Let him take a look and make sure that everything's okay with your pup's heart. They're having trouble breathing. They don't want to eat very much. They're losing a little bit of weight. Those can be signs that maybe Fido's heart is not just doing the best that it could. And if you do have a dog with a heart issue, salt is a big, big issue. Daily sodium maximum on a dog, 200 milligrams, which is not much. That's like yeah, a bowl so of cereal or something. Yeah, it's not much at all. Remember the NaCl in your regular table salt, the Na is the sodium. A lot of times I know people with heart issues, they get the K, the potassium chloride instead of the sodium chloride. Keep an eye on that. Go with distilled water so there's no extra chemicals or sodium or anything like that in that. And make sure you're feeding a low-sodium, heart-healthy diet as well. Certainly, some are available through your veterinarian and these different prescription diets. You can go ahead and make one at home if you're so inclined. Fish is a great source of protein. Salmon, halibut, cod, tilapia, for example. Fresh veggies, throw those cruciferous ones on top. Broccoli, cauliflower, even spinach, green beans, and kale. Little brown rice, barley, buckwheat, whole grain pasta. Mix them all together. Cook them up any way you like. When it comes to heart-healthy supplements, you mentioned all of the things that I take. <laughs> so <if it's, laughs> a heart is a heart is a heart, right? That's exactly right. Not a whole lot of difference between what your heart likes and what it doesn't. So coenzyme Q10, you probably take that one. Well, mm -hmm. you might take that one. Your B vitamins are good. And don't forget about those omega-3 fatty acids. If you don't want to go out and get omegas, whatever kind of oil you cook with is going to be helpful, whether it's extra virgin. I personally like that one. But any kind of oil you cook with, you can add a little bit to your pet's food. That'll be helpful. And then those antioxidants, vitamins A, C, and E. Now, let me ask you this then. Let's say a fish oil, let's say CoQ10, vitamins A, C, E, B vitamin complex. If I'm taking those from a bottle, can I give that same pill to my pet, my dog or cat? Is there a portion problem there and I need to get actual dog vitamins? It's not that there's a big difference between a dog vitamin and a person vitamin by any stretch of the means. The amount is likely to be different. Yeah. So I would just double check that with your veterinarian to make sure. If you're into all the herbs, golden seal, Oregon grape, and coptis, those are three heart-healthy herbs. We have a great product. It's natural and herbal on our website. We just call it Heart Essentials. But it has all of those things all rolled into one easy-to-give little capsule that anybody out there with a heart issue on a pup, you can certainly log on drcarol.com and see if that might be right for your pup. Yep, I'm looking at them right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> you can also go to radionemo.com and scroll down just a touch, and you'll see today's program. You'll see Dr. Carroll's link right there as well. I guess the last thing on the list is the last thing some of us want to do anyway, but that is exercise. And I had a heart attack about eight years ago, so I do 30 minutes five days a week. And that's pretty much what you want to do with your dog, too, about 20, 30 minutes five times a week. Again, just like us. Yeah, just the same. And if you're going out there and taking your pup for a walk, then you'll both get all the aerobic and heart benefits together. And that's a lot of times a lot more enjoyable. And when it's enjoyable, that means that you'll tend to do it more often as well. You'll tend to be a little more regular. And I'll tell you, when it comes to pets, 
if there's a certain time in the morning and or afternoon when you're going to take that walk after a couple times your pet will be right there leash in hand just waiting for you to take him or her out for that walk that's how much they love it and i guess if there's one word to take away i'm going to go ahead and pick it right out of the text here dr carol and that is xylitol z x y l i t o l just like it sounds <laughs> xylitol yeah it's in just about everything so that's a good one to keep your eye out for understood understood dr carol osborne as always thank you so much for being with us well thank you so much for having me and i wish everybody out there a happy healthy valentine's day dr carol osborne and that's pet pals our lifestyle side of highway to health that closes out this edition of the highway to health podcast We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.